Hello, welcome to Things We Dig. As always, I'm Chris Fig. I am the other Chris. And I am the only Bobby. The only Bobby, <laughs> the one and only. All right, fellas, great to see you guys' faces. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Mandalorian, episode two, season three. Um, but to kick things off, I want to ask you guys, do you feel like Bo-Katan is a better, more well-deserving Mandalorian to have the Darksaber over over Din? Or do you think he deserves that? I know there's some complications with the Darksaber and how they're, you know, allegiance goes to one over the other. So it's a little bit tricky. It reminds me a little bit of the Elder One in Harry Potter. It's like, uh, it's kind of just whatever fits the narrative best. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, I wonder if she's going to try to lay any type of claim to it since she picked it up off the ground and used it, even though she kind of set it on the rock with his shit. So I didn't think, she, I think she would have like put it on her belt and been like, this is mine now. So I think technically you have to win it through combat. And I don't know if she's going to count that that guy, that thing took it from him through combat. I don't know. But I do think she deserves to wield it based on the pure fact that he got his ass beat by fucking cavemen with the thing in his hand. And it's like, dude, you fought Paz Vizsla now in the story months and months ago and barely won. You think that as a warrior monk, you'd train vigorously with this thing to where you could wield it the way that we saw her wield it later in the episode. So I was very disappointed that he pulled it out and it seemed like the second time he'd ever pulled it out in his life, like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, uh, you're going to get yourself killed, bro. You're fighting on a cliff. And to your point, I don't know how true this is, but watching different uh, different YouTubes, there's a really good one, uh, Star Wars Theory, shout out. But I guess uh, John Favreau had said there, there's been a time jump that Grogu had trained with Luke for close to two years so if that's true <laughs> why why isn't mando better with the dark saber right he i mean he's a great warrior obviously maybe he's he's more of a brute you know he's a guy that can take a punch and get up so it's like maybe he didn't think he need to train he could just wield it and huck it around and you know he's done some fair damage with it but yeah i would agree you know it's Bo-Katan picked it up and she was just straight badass with it. Do that slide. We'll get into it with that slide with, you know, that cyborg thing. Just I think uh, if I were to take a shot at this point, I don't know too much about the Darksaber lore. Um, but if I'm taking a shot, I think if I were writing the story out, I would have these two get very, very close. Right. I'd have them go on missions together for the next couple episodes. I'd have them seem like the best of friends. Um, but from what I can tell is she had the Darksaber before and it was given to her bestowed upon her and she didn't really earn it and like it kind of was her undoing and so i could see her at some point down the line disagreeing with uh mando's approach uh to something and then becoming enraged and going after him and then like taking the shot there like now i can win it because i'm stopping him from doing something that's not aligned with my belief yeah 100 percent. see her challenging him by combat for it this season at some point yeah, that's what I think. I think they're going to have to... They seem to have good writers on this one, uh, contrary to recent Star Wars, so I think they would probably try to develop all the characters around this and, and see what they can do with it, but yeah, that would be my guess as far as the Darksaber goes. Um, recent Star Wars was Andor, so you shut your mouth, dude. My bad. My bad. bad, bad. <laughs> so much honor. Yeah, there, there's definitely some hostility, of, of course, because one... As Bobby mentioned, you know, we see in, in the Rebels, uh, Sabine Wren gives her the Darksaber. She didn't win it. 
she thinks, you know, because her blood is is royal, she has royalty, you know, in her bloodline that she just deserves to to rule. And then her undoing, whether it, it was a curse or her not, you know, actually winning it was her undoing. It's still she feels that way. And then, of course, we see in you know the Mandalorian end of uh, season two finale where Mando has it. He's trying to give it to her and she's just stubborn. She's like, no, because even she believes in the ways of it. So even now it's like there's some hesitant of of it. And in the first episode where there was some sort of uh, I don't know, she seemed like there was something brewing that she was thinking of because when Mando leaves, she goes, I guess we'll see. Kind of like, oh, like, are you sending him to his his untimely death? But as we see uh, in the second episode, she's uh, she's on in his corner and saving his ass multiple times. So that's why I'm like, maybe she does deserve to have it more so just because one, you know, it is in her bloodline. And then two, it seems like she, you know, she's wanting to lead. You know, Mando is like, I don't want to lead. I just want to be part of my creed. I want to do, you know, right by it, you know, travel the galaxy, do what I need to. I'm not fit for for leading. So I guess we shall see. I also kind of it I don't know if anyone else picked up on this. She told the story of how, like, oh yeah, I bathed in the waters or whatever. It was like it was all for show for the people. No one really believes in any of that. And before he got sucked under, it seemed like she saw him like taking the actual creed to heart and stepping in the waters and was almost like envious of him in a way. Like, damn, this motherfucker actually like believes in the way of the Mandalore. And I was like, oh, maybe she's gonna come around to his way of thinking a bit, but then he got sucked down by the dinosaurs. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I guess uh, the, you know, gear and go into that. The second episode was the first episode I enjoyed. Definitely was a setup. We all know that I was a little bit nervous because, you know, we didn't talk about it in our last review, but IG 11 potentially coming back, which I'm super hyped for, but he needed a part. I was like, is this going to be like a four episode thing where Mando goes, finds, apart for him he gets to a town like you do this for me i'll do this for you but i'm glad that they went straight to to mandalore like no no shits no fucks just straight there um and we got to see it and it was glorious i mean though it's in ruins um those of you who did watch the clone wars you saw in its glory and it was awesome and i thought they did an amazing job describing or not describing but showcasing it of it being in ruins and that line that mando had is like it looks like it's been centuries since anyone lived there but it's really only been maybe a decade maybe less mm -hmm. um but it was definitely giving me uh uh minds of mordia from lord of the rings vibes to it right just the yeah dark tomb of it so yeah what do you guys think of the, the second episode of uh mandalorian Definitely, like you said, seeing the planet and knowing that it's breathable air and just wondering where they could take that like going forward and just like the overall Star Wars universe, not just with Mando. Like you never know, they could terraform and turn Mandalore back into an empire or whatnot. So that would be cool. And then just seeing like all the weird Star Warsy stuff. Before we got on the pod, we were talking about the creatures underground and Bobby was talking about like that... Uh, almost like a hermit crab type insectoid creature that, that used different types of like shells for its brain head thing. That thing was so cool and so like weird and Star Wars-y. And I like seeing shit like that in this show. Yeah, for me, um, I kind of agree with you, uh, Chris, that I, I really didn't love the first episode of the season. I thought it was fine. I thought it was the standard that um, Mandalorian's kind of set of just like, this is a good episode. I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to stop watching the show. 
but it wasn't like, oh man, really riveted to see the next episode. But this is the first time, uh, I, I almost liked it. Maybe it seems like recency bias, but like my favorite episode of the series because there was the episode with Luke and he's so cool and he comes in, but like the baddies in that episode, none of them seemed <laughs> uh, tough. He threw like 80 of those robots off that ship with one button. Like it was a very weird kind of plot armory episode, which people in the pod now know that I, I just don't like that kind of stuff, but it is a show ge- geared towards, a, I won't say kids, but a friendlier audience. Um, but with this episode, uh, I just love that they did so much new stuff. And I think that's something that the Mandalorian does better. Um, I feel like if I were to sum it up, they take instead of uh, they take one step back, but then two steps forward, right? They, they do a lot of winks and nods. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Yep, yep, yep. There's callback. There's the pitch roids. There's, there's pod racing when you go to Tatooine or pseudo pod. It looks like drag, street racing or something like that going on. Um, and you're like, cool, fine. But then like that cyborg thing underground was the coolest thing that I've seen in Star Wars in a long time, like live action, just totally original. We haven't seen anything like that. Even those hokey caveman monsters that gave Mando the business, like those were new. We never seen anything that big. Like finally we're seeing new stuff, um, which is is exciting and cool makes this show kind of fresh because i think that disney and even i mean even before they bought it but like lucas films has is notorious for just callbacks and like throwing chewbacca in every single episode or just throwing i mean c3po and r2d2 are in every single episode so like yeah it's just cool to see new stuff agree like in the the first episode when mando's walking down the street and you see like a four different types of aliens and a droid they're all like the classic ones and it's just mm-hmm. like they're like here's your fan service we're giving it to you do you want more and and i'm the type of fan person too that like i like it sprinkled in in the background or yes. hinted at we were like oh that was dope did you catch that not so much like here it is in your face but i will say i have to throw it out there that space battle at the end of the first episode was fucking awesome and i've rewatched it a bunch of times so that was cool yeah, that was cool but then like the hokey like pirates on Pirate King Shod. (laughs) We've seen that so many times, even in Mandalorian, like where they go to towns and villages, there's like some gang there. And then he disbarred, like it's instant. It's goodbye. I was like, why was that was a waste of time. That was a waste of three minutes. I feel like we're going to see knockoff Pizza the Hut again, dude. Yeah, for sure. sure. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I agree with Bob. Uh, I I do enjoy seeing new creatures or even sometimes, you know, there was uh, the the episode last season where um, Mando is transporting the frog lady and there's like those spiders. And that's from the, you know, some of the books in the Legends section of Star Wars. And, you know, what's good is they'll get like a, obscure background character and make them in the forefront but to your point it's like okay you know they get to Tatooine I was glad it was only for a second because I'm like please like for the for the love of God like we don't need more Tatooine you know it's like and then it's like a Rodian you know we've seen you know a Greedo was a Rodian and it's like okay we we get it you know it's like it's familiar but it's like yeah let's go something new which yeah that the undercave scene or the the mind scene with that that creature was amazing and i'm not going to lie it was uh i i told you guys but it was like 1 in the morning and my daughter needed to be fed i was like oh shit the the second episode it's midnight it's past midnight so i threw it on so it was like late and when he gets captured it's like a, that trap it legit made, made me jump cuz i was like <laughs> Not expecting that, and drop it was, the baby, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and it was uh, it was awesome. It, it gave me kind of like 
late 80s early 90s sort of vibes like dark crystal or or, or labyrinth you know kind of mm-hmm. those type of dark creatures where it's a kid's show but it's still so super dark and yeah i mean it was so awesome and then to see you know mando and grogu just kind of exploring mandalore as i mentioned was pretty interesting that is some sewer creatures and i was really glad i mean it seems like bo katan is going to be pretty integral role in this in this season which i'm glad because i really do love her character and to see her come back um was awesome and you know kind of mentioned earlier she's just she tells grogu she's like did you think your dad was the uh, only mandalorian after she just totally just those cave trolls or whatever you know the con i know there's a name i'm I'm slipping my mind but she she whooped their ass like so easily and she had this cool little like shield like i don't know what you'd call it like a hologram kind of shield and i was like damn She's good. She is good. So that was one of my another one of my favorite scenes. Then I guess uh, you know, you mentioned Chris, him going into the waters, and we finally get to see a glimpse of the mythosaur, man. And I was like, oh, like instantly, man. I like I said, it was one in the morning, so there's like no breakdowns or no one talking about it yet because it's it's so early in the morning. But what do you guys think the mythosaur and the implications it's gonna have for the rest of the season? Well, I do you remember what the armor didn't she say something about like when the mythosaur returns it'll be a new age for fucking mandalore or whatever so i definitely think we're gonna see that again and, and i mean not to backtrack off of that but yeah what, what you were saying seeing bo katan in action i feel like they gave her character justice from like the clone wars and stuff and you see her be such a badass in the cartoon so to see the live action character like really get a shine and do an action sequence was fucking awesome. And also Grogu's little action sequence I thought was pretty cool. They had some clever ways of making it a little bit intense for, I mean, you knew he was going to make it, but yeah, that, that finale. That at the end, yeah. Right. That, <laughs> he just gets eaten by the fucking little bad thing. Like, Oh no shit. Curveball. But uh, the mythosaur, man, I was surprised that they got out of the water so easily. I mean, I guess how long are you going to drag that out? I I didn't know if they were going to have to fight it or not, but I almost thought it was better than leaving it at just kind of like seeing, you know, its tusk and its eye. I mean, like, holy shit, it exists. And then them flying out of the water. I wonder if Bo-Katan will have some crazy plan with that thing. Like, I'll wrestle the fucking, you know, mythosaur like my ancestors did who started Mandalore. And then I'll really be worthy of the fucking... Who's gonna say I don't deserve the dark saber? Now? Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna call my shot. I'm I'm gonna say whoever deserves the prize by the uh, esteem of the writers is going to save the day with the mythosaur in a last second. Like Star Wars classics, things seem hopeless. Whoever the other of the two is out there, they're outmatched, outgunned. Boom! It will be either Mando. It looks like he's dead. We haven't seen him in a minute. Now we're just following Bo-Katan for a minute, and she's outmatch and then he appears like the messiah like <laughs> riding the mythosaur or it's the opposite where she bails on him um and then she learns what it means to be a true leader and rides it and, and saves the day so one of those two things that's that's how this will be ending or hot da- damn it bobby disney disney just needs to hire you right now man get this guy a contract <laughs> what if i mean he already knows how to ride a rancor Mm-hmm. Like Boba Fett shows up, dude, and it's like, well, I'm just upgrading to a mythosaur now, dude. I get me some new wheels. I think it's yeah. just with this season literally beginning with a kid getting baptized, right? And then a crocodile coming in and effing up the day. And then we now it's back in line. We're not gonna think of that again. Um and that that time it was Mando shooting the crocodile down and saving the day. So I can see it being the opposite with Boca Tan. Like Ooh, that's a good like, point. Yeah, it's gonna 
I feel like that's going to be the old, the old bookend. So time will tell. I'm time a cow. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited, man. It's uh like it's the first episode. I was like, oh, like I said, it wasn't bad, but I was just like, man, they're they're getting into the same tropes. I hope they kind yeah. of uh get outside of that, you know, take a little note from Andor and you, you know, you can build up a story. You don't you don't need all this uh flash right away, you know. You can build up a good story. Um, and then one last thing I want to say is Bo-Katan's ship, dude, was so fucking dope, man. I was like, man, I want to get it. Get off Bo-Katan's job. <laughs> I want to get a Lego set of it, man. You they, hear me now? They make it, dude. I have it. It's amazing. You have it? Yeah, they make they make it. It's Mandalorian Starfighter. It's out now, dude. Go buy it. Awesome. Go buy Lego. It. Sponsor us. <laughs> please, please, please. I wanted to say really quick I, I to do justice to it. It's crazy to me that Pedro Pascal is leading the two biggest shows i don't i can't i was trying to like google articles or someone else who's done this who's been on the number one and number two tv show of the time for two very different networks and just the the lead star of it um and not only that just weird enough that you could do the easy parallels of him like doing an escort mission in both shows but -hmm. this episode in particular if you go to sunday night um his little escort person has to save him, right? Sewing him back up, getting him. Oh, getting him yeah. Episode, you got Grogu going out of the cave, getting help. Um, which is very weird how that kind of lined up. Um, stars aligning, no pun intended there, but uh, yeah. So shout out to Pedro for being Hollywood leading man, I guess, right now. He's uh, dude, he's gold, man. He is gold. If you he need a dad, if you need a dad, <laughs> just one man who can play him right now. Awesome. Well, friends, uh, great talk, and we shall be uh, continuing this talk on Mandalorian Season 3, but uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts, listeners, and if you liked this video or this episode, hit subscribe. Until next time, later days, my friends. Looking forward to more intergalactic dinosaur. Later, everybody. This is the way.